Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Tanya. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee or Moscow mules. Uh, and this is episode 50. Today we're focusing on first grade in the music room. We'll also share highs and lows from our teaching week, a work smarter, not harder teacher tip. And in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room. So grab your beverage of choice and let's get started. This is the time where we share our highs and lows from the the teaching week or the last couple weeks as it as it is. Yeah. Uh, would you like to talk about a high or a low? I've got a high. Oh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's lows to be had, but I'm I'm going to think positively today about one of my kindergarten students. So, this little guy um we're pretty sure, I mean, as a school, there's lots of data being collected on him that he's probably on the spectrum, mm-hmm. undiagnosed, not sure the whole story that goes behind it, but um, sweet kid. And um, when he comes to music, he's very parody, echoey, you know, so anytime I'm doing echo songs, he echoes back really, really well. But then it's really sweet because what I'll hear is I'll hear randomly in the hallway this little voice singing little snippets for music class. Oh, nice. So there are often times where he and a para will take a walk if something is too overwhelming in the class or during a transition that's difficult for him. She'll just take him on a walk around the school. Mm -hmm. So I'll be in my room and I'll be eating my lunch and all of a sudden I'll hear, hello, boys and girls, hello, boys and girls, hello, (laughs) boys and girls. And it's so sweet because I know that's his way of wanting to come in and say hi to me. And it was cute because the first time the para was like, she did not understand what he was trying to communicate with her and he kept trying to pull her into my my room and she's like no it's not time for us to go in there and I kept hearing him go hello boys and girls and I realized oh okay so I stepped out and I said hello you know and sang to him and he went hello Miss Nicholas in his in his way um which is a little bit choppy but it's still it's there nonetheless mm-hmm. and then he remembers that after I sing hello to each student then I sing hello boys and girls and they all sing back to me hello Miss Nicholas mm-hmm. so that was his way of coming and saying hi to me oh, nice. and now that the para understands she knows when he says Hello, boys and girls. Hello, boys and girls. <laughs> that means I want to go say hi to Miss Nicholas in the music room. Awesome. And it's just really sweet because it makes me realize that things are sticking. And then along that line, um, we were singing. Oh, gosh, now I can't even think of what song it was. But it was one of our songs. And all of a sudden, I heard him just next to me just singing every single word perfectly perfectly in tune and just right with me and this is a kid who I mean he's obviously not nonverbal, but he struggles mm-hmm. with with verbalizing and communicating but yet he was able to sing every word to this song we've been singing perfectly awesome. and it was just really exciting and the other kids kind of stopped and went oh, and I was like yeah good singing buddy you know and they all got excited for him so Yay. yeah so yeah. anyways just makes me happy warm fuzzies that's so nice yeah yeah how about you Tanya um I I could there's several lows I could talk about. It's a tough time so, of year. So, <laughs> I mean, the schadenfreude, you know, I'd love to give it to anyone listening. But for my own sanity, I, I think I need to go high as well. Do it. Um, yeah, just by the way, I, I'm going to post a little chart. I, I know we did it last year, this time last year. October is a hard month. It is. In the school year. Yeah. And the chart that I'm going to post is one that we did that I did talk about last year, and it shows the first year teacher cycle right. and their um, attitudes and their you know how they're feeling. But honestly, it could be for any teacher. Oh yeah, because I am not a first year teacher, and I definitely relate to this chart. Oh totally. October would be um, just the lowest of the lows generally, as far as things are you know we're settled into school and and I'm not I'm, I'm not trying to be negative if you're having a fantastic op- October yay you that's awesome <laughs> which stinks because October is like personally my favorite yeah, month yeah me too and so it's hard that then school like I'll go into school like all excited because uh-huh. it's a nice crisp cool October day and we're gonna sing some fall songs and all of a sudden it's just like chaos yeah and I'm like yeah. Ah. <laughs> so I just want to you know if it if it comforts anyone, October is just known to be. It's just been researched. October is kind of a s show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and my life is is really showing that most of the time. Um, there's lots of lows, 
But I'm going to go high just for my own sanity. Let's and, do and, it. Uh, because it has to do with my middle schoolers, which you know I'm just always freaked out about. Right. I'm constantly freaked yeah. out about middle school. Yeah. Because if it's not like, today I see the middle schoolers and I hope this goes over well, then it's always uh, in two weeks I'm going to see the middle schoolers. Oh, right. Oh, the next week I'm going to see the middle schoolers. Oh, in a couple hours I'll see those middle schoolers. And mm. So it's just, you know, I'm doing things with middle schoolers. <laughs> We've been doing some world drumming, and I... Um, Really happy. I've been using um, that the Will Schmidt World Drumming resource, which yeah. is a really great resource. And I myself have had some experience in playing djembe and having and playing congas, and so it's nice to have that that kind of knowledge to fall back on. Sure. And anyway, so I mean, I have lots of things that I want to do with the seventh and eighth graders. Um, I was lucky that I talked to my principal at my home school, and I said, "Please, can I bring the drums over to the other school?" Because I just don't, I don't have, I want a drum for every kid. Yeah. And I've got like 31 7th and 8th graders. Yeah. Anyway, so I was allowed to do that. She let me take those drums because, you know, of course I'll be bringing them back. Because if I forget to bring those drums back, which I wouldn't do, um, it's just myself that I'm I'm messing up. Yeah. Because I use those drums a lot, a lot, a lot. So 7th and 8th graders have been doing some world drumming. And it was getting a little frustrating because they... They tend to be um, noisy at the very beginning of class and talk over each other and me um, as it is. Then we give them drums. So, you know. <laughs> now I'm going to talk goes. and play over you. Yeah. So I had a, um, like two days where I was like really fighting. I felt like I was fighting against them because I was like, okay, we need to be in rest <laughs> position. I, you know, I need to tell you what's happening next. Like they wouldn't let me speak much. Right. I was very getting, I was getting very frustrated and, and then, you know. Um, I came up with just uh, kind of on the on the fly. Well, for the very next day, I said, you know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I'm going to have the seventh graders work on or drums, and I'll have the eighth graders do a Chrome Music Lab project. Cool. You know, very short, can do it in a class period yeah. project. And so I did that that day. And so I worked with the seventh graders, and it was, it was better because there wasn't as many kids, but it was still kind of trying. Um, and then the next day, flipped it. Yeah. So then the next day, I worked with eighth graders, and the seventh graders were working on Chrome Music Lab. Oh my goodness, I love the eighth graders. Oh, that's awesome. They, I just, I just feel bad that it's taken me this long to discover um, how awesome the, the eighth graders are. We oh, were really getting far. We were getting really musical. We were putting things together above and beyond what I anticipated. Yeah. And it was, you know one of those times in the music room where I felt like we're really we're really being musical, like we're reaching their potential. That's awesome. So that was super exciting to see because those eighth graders are awesome. Yeah. Um, and I think I need to make it so that I do this for the rest of the year. Have those flip-flop days. Have mean? the flip-flop days. Well, it's going to be good for both groups. Yeah, because... Good for you for assessment, I'm sure. Right, because you know what? There is a big difference between 7th and 8th grade. Right. Can only and I understand why they're coming to me together. That's just kind of the necessity of how right. the school day works. But, boy, they need to be working on different stuff. Yeah. And I, I owe it to them. And I really want to make sure that they both grades get to... You know, they get to shine and they get to do what they I need to give them what they need. And so splitting them up. Now I just got to figure out like some brilliant things for them to do independently on their own when I'm working with one group and the other. So it means that it's going to be slowed down quite a bit because I'll be flip flopping. But it also means that we're going to I mean, it probably won't be. Yeah, we won't be slowed down because we'll be actually getting things done. And those. Oh, my gosh. Those eighth graders are so awesome. It just gave me so much. I was just so excited I have so much hope for where we can go. And so that's what I'm going to focus on for this week. Good. Awesome eighth graders. Yay. So now it is time for our main theme. And we are continuing our series of a focus on a certain grade level. Last time it was kindergarten, and mm-hmm. now it's first grade. Yes, it is. And also, I think it's worth mentioning, Tanya, this is our 50th episode. This is our 50th episode. So happy golden 
episode. Clink our Moscow yeah, mules. Yeah, and in true spirit, we are we are enjoying a Moscow mule because instead of coffee. Yeah. And it's Friday night, to be it's fair. Friday this night. is how we spend our exciting Friday nights <laughs> talking about first grade. Or sorting mini erasers. Right. Oh, yeah. that's fun too. Yeah. So anyways, shout out to those of you who have been with us from the beginning. Uh-huh. Wow. You've Thank made you. it fifty episodes. Yes. <laughs> Good and for we you. have to. <laughs> we have Hooray. to. And we're not done. We'll keep going. So anyways. All right. So moving on. All about first grade. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, worth mentioning, too. Some of these things are going to overlap what we talked about with kindergarten. But of course. As far as, obviously, with those littles, you just want to focus on joy, joy, joy. Joy, joy, joy. <clears throat> we want to have fun in the music we room. We want to sing. We want to move. We, we want to be play. playful. We do. Yeah. And a lot of the beginning of first grade for me, and I know for you, too, Tanya, um, in addition to, you know, establishing those routines and procedures, is just to get them singing, to get them playing, mm-hmm. to pick some really fun and joyful singing games that, um, you know, they don't necessarily have to be tied to a certain concept. Exactly. But you're just going to enjoy doing them. You're going to witch witch all them. over the place. Well, there you go. <laughs> and then, of course, you're weaving in some review. If you were fortunate to have kids in kindergarten, now is your time to review some of the things that you did last year as mm-hmm. far as your comparatives. And we're not going to talk about comparatives again today. No. Because you can go back and listen to that with kindergarten. Yeah. Episode 49. But for me, I do spend the first, you know, six weeks, seven weeks doing comparatives again. Yep. Doing loud, soft, fast, slow, different voices, um, high, low, short, long. Mm -hmm. Although some of those also then get woven into the preparation of the concepts that are more explicitly Exactly. And I will say just today, I was, a highlight of my day today was in first grade and we were doing something and I said oh let's compare this to this and a kid said oh this one's high and that one's low and you I went like, oh hallelujah yeah. <laughs> yes. we do remember the things um, because honestly so we're in October right now we're mid-October and I am just now starting to get in uh, out of the review of all the kindergarten make sure and make making sure we're solid yeah. on all of those kindergarten concepts me too and into Truly first grade <coughs> concepts. But, I mean, that's what's... Not, you take them for where, from where they are. Totally. So, honestly, like three weeks ago, I wouldn't have gotten the answer high-low yeah. for what we were doing today. Right. So, now that we're like, we've, we've got it going on, and yeah. we are in, our minds are in the music room... And we're, we're remembering all these things. Yeah. Now we can go there. Yeah. I'm in the same situation. I have such a high turnover rate in my school that I have so many new kids that come in at every grade level mm-hmm. that I never feel like I can just hit the ground running and yeah. say, here we go into the next year. I really have to do lots of review. And I think it's so good for all the mm-hmm. kids, even the ones who weren't there last year. Yeah. Um, I think that's setting up a fairly solid foundation for totally. what we're going to do. And I, and I, sometimes I get a little down on myself about that. Yeah. But honestly, when I do try to hit the ground running and I'm like, no, we are forging <laughs> ahead, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't, doesn't do work. it. it doesn't right. Take... And it's not as fun and joyful for them. No, they're because they're like, that. what's going on? Right. Mm-hmm. So as far as things that are really specific then to first grade, yes. I would say the first thing that I think of concept-wise in first grade is steady beat mm-hmm. versus rhythm of the words. Exactly. And that's kind of where I am with first graders right now. We're really exploring feeling that steady beat. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite gems for steady beat is um, the song Johnny Works With One Hammer. Oh, yes. Um, <clears throat> learned this from Joe Kirk in level one. And mm-hmm. let's see if I can sing it correctly. Johnny works with one hammer, one hammer, one hammer. Johnny works with one hammer, then he works with two. Oh, okay. That's that's the variant I know. Then he works with two. Maybe I didn't the get one that I do from is Joe. Then he works with two. Yeah, maybe I just sing it wrong. No, I know <laughs> that I'm singing the one that I um, know off of the Troublemakers. Right. CD. I could be getting it because I've just I've used it so much. Right. That it's kind of that little twist. It doesn't matter. Melody. Just be consistent. It doesn't matter. It's a for steady beat, so really, exactly. Just be consistent. So the activity we do is we get on our little hand hammers. Mm-hmm. We just use our little fists and we pound on the floor. And then when it's two hammers, we're pounding two fists. And then three, we add a foot. Four, we add a 
next foot and then five we're doing our our steady beat on our head in the air and I tell this whole story about Johnny who works at the factory and I never really talk about what kind of factory it is and then I do have one of those sweet little hammers that Mrs. Joe so nicely gave us they're those crocheted hammers yeah. that come from the ladies at Silver Lake is uh-huh. that right I believe so um, and I just have one I know some people have whole class I, I have those, a whole class but I just have one and then later on we play it on the wood block and we play that steady beat on the yeah. wood block when we, once we've named that that name steady beat mm-hmm. so that's my kind of go-to for beat specifically right do you have a go-to that you want to share tanya well i like to use um a lot of songs that they already know but also a lot of chants um and also a lot of recorded music this time of year it's we're we're autumn and we're gearing up for halloween there's a lot of fun halloween related songs mm-hmm. um thriller everyone gets the beat to like Immediately. Oh, yeah. Right. So that's a good, like, whole body. I like to make sure we're doing a lot of whole body movement with the beat. Yeah. Um, As far as, like, songs and chants that we do ourselves, I really like chop, chop, chippity, chop, cut off the bottom, cut off the top. What we have left, we'll put in the pot. Chop, chop, chippity, chop, which also works so well this time of year because I remember last year you were talking about incorporating. A book of monster stew? Was it with Chop Chop? Oh, no, I do that with this cheesy little pumpkin stew song that I learned from the Share the Music series a million years ago. You know what? I honestly have not listened to our episode, but I think we might have talked about making that into an ABA. Oh, yeah, with Chop Chop. With Chop Chop. That could be cute. And, And then you're using your singing voice and your talking voice. And also, you've got you know that whole stew right. thing. Well, it's going very on. autumnal to be making stews and soups. to be making stews. So yeah, so I like chop, chop, chippy because it moves at a, a quick tempo. Right. And then when we're doing the chopping things, it's easy to add instruments to. Yeah. Um, and it's worth mentioning that it's good with steady beat that you're doing things in both duple and triple meter. Exactly. Even if you know, and there's different schools of thought on this. Obviously, I know some people do teach six eight meter right away early on. Mm-hmm. I personally don't, and I teach that later on in more of a mathematical way. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean the kids aren't experiencing. No, no, six, it's a very meter. good way for them to experience yeah. that really strong steady beat. <laughs> um, I have a chant I got a million years ago from Dr. Jerry Jacquard. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but Jerry Jacquard, um, wonderful. He's at BYU. Just, I mean, this workshop, and and I've seen him present a couple of different workshops, but he came to Rocky, I don't even remember when, and I still use things from that workshop. And one of them is a little chant that goes, Alakashi, Alakashi, lock, uh, oh my gosh. Lock the door door and turn the key. Alakashi, Alakashi, lock the door and turn the key. Which is just a fun little um, chant that I like to use a lot. So I'm partial to making sure there's a lot of chants going on because when we get into Ta and Titi, that uh, is my preferred present mode is from chants. Right, because then you're not getting things convoluted. So we're not getting convoluted with melody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And as far as recorded music, I had mentioned uh, Thriller. And are we allowed? Okay. What's the thought on Michael Jackson these days? You know, that's a good question. I know. Is, I mean... I, I don't have an answer to that question. I, I'm, I'm sure. I know this time last year I was playing Michael Jackson. You know, I haven't used Thriller in the classroom for a long time, and it's not because of anything of a concern necessarily, although mm-hmm. I definitely would think twice. I don't know that I would. Yeah. I might not. Well, I haven't pulled it out thus far. Yeah. And I honestly... I guess it just goes back to that. Are there other things that you can use? Is there enough fun, yeah. spooky, steady beat, whatever you're looking for? Because there's something that will fill that gap. Maybe it won't be quite as fun and nostalgic for you, but is it worth it, I guess, is the question. I would think not. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't used it this year. Yeah. Um, I do like This Is Halloween, Uh, you know. The from uh, the nightmare. Before oh, Christmas. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is Halloween. This is yeah. Halloween. Because you can use that for um, Tickety too. True. With the older kids. True. And I'm partial to Danny Elfman. Oh well, of course. Because it's the it's the Gen Xer yes. Boingo Boingo fan in me. Yes. Um. Yeah. So if you didn't know, Danny Elfman, film composer, was in a band for quite a while called Boingo <laughs> Boingo. They're awesome. Dead Man's Party is a fun tune. Not, it's a little too slow for the classroom. Yeah, and, and it's worth repeating. I know we mentioned it with Kinder, but if you're doing recorded music for steady beat purposes, 
what's your tempo, Tanya? 120. 120 or higher, yeah, right? So, yeah. yeah, really get out that metronome and check because, man, it's it's. I've pulled out something before where I'm like, oh, this is so fun or this is so cute or it fits a certain theme, and then it's like it just tanks because it's yeah. not the right tempo. Yeah, so. that's why, I, well, well, Monster Mash, I, I just don't like the <clears> song <throat> anyway, but I just... I don't. Can kids move? To the that you know what that one we do as like a play along with sticks. Oh, okay. I don't do that one so much with um, whole body movement. Sometimes I just turn it on. We just dance, but right. I'm not necessarily looking for steady beat motions. Um, but with sticks, it's a good one. Okay. I think it's a good one with sticks. Yeah, personally. And then um, there's classical pieces. Dance macabre. You it really can feel that uh, that six eight. Oh, totally. Lots of good spooky ones for this time of year. Yeah. Good job, Tanya. All right, so then moving on, once you've established what the steady beat feels like, and for me, I do kind of do a little present lesson with steady beat where we actually then talk about the heartbeat of the song. And that's when we transfer from always pointing to icons for steady beat to now we're pointing to heartbeats. Excuse me. So then we can start comparing beat to rhythm. Right. And the rhythm of the words. And this then naturally becomes preparation for time. Can I give my little quirky thing that I always go back to when we talk about the steady beat? I say everything alive has a a beat. Like you're alive and you have a steady beat. And the music is alive. It has a steady beat. Oh, I love it. Except for I always have to make a little little disclaimer because plants don't (laughs) have a steady beat. Well, that's true. And they are alive. They have. Well, no, that's too that's too complicated. That's <laughs> the, cute. Yeah, I do something very similar. Earth, yeah. yeah, and like I'll I'll like do this cheesy thing where like we'll be singing a song like Johnny Ricks with one hammer and I'll be tapping the steady beat and then all of a sudden I'll stop. Uh-huh. And I'll say, Well what happens if the beat stops? They're like, Well the song stops. So, yes. you know, and yeah. it's a little morbid for first graders. The song is but dead. Yeah. I mean I'll say, Well what happens if a heart stops? And they're like the person dies. And I was like, like well, yep. the song dies. Keep it beating. <laughs> it's a little morbid, but you know what? They can handle it. Yeah. So anyways, so rhythm, ton, titi. <laughs> so like you mentioned, chants are really great. Right. Because then you're not complicated. Um, do you have uh, do you have prep language for rhythm? Because I call it the way the words go for quite a while. Yeah, the way the words go, definitely. And mm-hmm. then will then transfer to calling it long I'll and say short long short. and short songs. And I don't so, call yeah. it rhythm until I've presented Tan Titi. Oh, interesting. I personally don't because to me, I I like that language of rhythm being the notation. That's, to me, that I makes sense. That. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just with ESL kids that, you know, rhythm, ritmo in Espanol, like yeah. they need to understand that those things... That means we're doing something musically in my brain. Right. That's interesting. I, I've never done it that way. I always do give them the word rhythm, and we live with beat versus rhythm for right. quite a while right. before I bring in Ta and Titi. Yeah. I should do a little experiment and like see yeah. what that's... I don't know that it's necessarily better. It's just what better. has made sense to me in my brain. Sure. So while we're doing long and short short for mm-hmm. Ta and Titi prep, we're still calling it the way the words go. Interesting. All right. I don't. I don't know if that's better or worse. Maybe I'll do it the other way this year and we see. We could do a little switcheroo. Oh yeah, yeah. See what's better. Yeah. So go to chant, Tanya. Okay. Well, I do. You know, I do love all the chants that start with ta ta ti ti ta, well, which is so a bazillion. Because mm-hmm. of course you can rely on your engine, engine. No. Oh, but that's oh, not ta ta ti ti ta. Excuse me. Um, you can rely on your b b bumblebee. Yeah. Right. And Queen Queen Caroline is a particular favorite. Um, of that. So yep. you have to mix it up too. And engine engine is a good example right. of something and I that like, doesn't um, have the same first line. Right. For that reason, I like cobbler cobbler. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some people do that as a song. I do that one as a chant because you get the t t t t t t ta. Yeah. And then I really like to then take that one and then turn it into movement experiences where we talk about the jogging shoes versus the shoes where you walk and then we do a lot of kind of del crozine inspired things where i'm playing something on a piano or on a drum or whatever where they're having to hear and respond to the two short sounds or the one longer sound are those your jogging feet or are those your walking feet your walk feet i guess i'll say right yeah yeah um, and then as far as, well, I'm, of course, we're doing some songs, too. But it, when it comes down to presenting Ta and TT, I rely on a chant so that the melody is stripped away and we are sure. not confusing the issue with melody. Yeah. 
Right. Um, Miss White is a good one for this time of year. Yeah. Because it's very, um, and the one I do is slightly different from, I, I've seen a lot of um, Miss White had a fright in the middle of a, wait. Of the the one I do is Miss White had a fright in the middle of a, of the night. Saw a ghost eating toast halfway up the lamp post. That's how I know it. All right. Maybe well, I learned it from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, there's like a, a slight very Miss White. Miss White, she had a... I don't know. There's like um, TT somewhere where I'm not used to it. it. But anyway. uh, So, yeah. I like Miss White this time of year. But it doesn't have to be this time of year. It can be any time where you Miss White had a fright. Because there's your, you know, Ta and TT in the chant right there. Um, Apple Tree is another one that I'll pull out. And we don't do a lot extensively with it because... We revisit apple tree, of course, for dough. Yes. It's it's a good one to revisit for lots of things. Right. But um, we do play it just because they get such a kick out. There's so many games. But I like to do, in kindergarten, the game where two kids are the bridge and the bridge um, moves. Oh, Instead right. of the circle moving. Right. So the bridge moves around the kids and then traps yeah. someone. Yeah. It's kind of a precursor to having the whole circle walk and move. Because, you know, even at first grade level, that whole moving circle thing can be a little fraught. Totally. Totally. So, yeah. So I like to pull an apple tree. Yeah. Um, I do remember from my level one teaching that Miss Jo likes to use blooper, blooper through my window. Because of the ta, 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 ta. The whole... The only song I know that's all toss. Yes, and yeah. that be, that's one of my steady beat songs for that reason, too, mm-hmm. for that same idea. So, And that's actually why I don't use it for a ton, TT, because we don't have anything to compare it to within exactly. the rhythm of the song. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's a great one for circling back to the steady beat. Yeah. Um, one of my go-to songs for Ton TT is Rain, Rain, Go Away. Of and course. again, I mean, you know, just with as often as you see your kids having those double duty songs. Mm-hmm. So the way that I plan my curriculum, and I know people do it differently, but I do, you know, my Ta and TT, and then I start present or preparing so and me uh-huh. while I'm practicing ta and tt. Well, because I, so many of them are crossover. Exactly. Well, and I know some people who do in first grade, they want to do ta and tt and then they do rest and they do all their rhythm stuff first mm-hmm. and then their melodic stuff later. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't do that in first grade or any grade for that matter, but um, first grade especially because like you said there's so much crossover. So rain rain go away is a perfect example where then We've been practicing it for Ta and Titi, and now we can start analyzing the high and low songs sounds for So and Me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I have to go back to what you were saying. You were saying that some people do all, all the rhythm all first. The, all I've the seen rhythm? That. I have all? seen that. Specifically for first grade. Really? Yeah. Like Ta, Titi, and quarter rest. Yes. And then and meter do mixed in there. Oh. And then do melodic stuff later. Wow. I just, I know some people that do it that way. Oh. I don't necessarily know the reasoning. And if you do it that way, maybe you can no, I, chime well, in. Yeah, listener. I don't do it that way. Right. But honestly, I can't think of the, the top reason I come up, I can come up with for not doing that way is that I, the teacher, would get bored. <laughs> right. Well, and there was one year where I did try it that way and I experimented. And, you know, where it got really difficult is when I was doing my practice of so and me and then immediately started prepping law it was like way too much too much much staff work too much it was i needed the rest in between because the rest is a pretty it's a lighter concept well ideally and i know we've said this before you want to be prepping one thing while you we want to be prepping a rhythmic concept while you're practicing a melodic or vice versa yeah yeah Yeah. i don't know i don't know the reasoning behind the other way but i I mean i do do ta and titi before I do so and me. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I do rest after we exactly. do so and me. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about so and me next. Let's since talk that's about the logical so progression. Yeah. So rain, rain, go away is a great one. And, mm-hmm. you know, we should just mention, too, that with so and me songs, you know, there's lots of them where that law turn comes in, rain, mm-hmm. rain being one of them, that it's okay to just isolate, you know, one phrase if you're wanting to have them see something visually right. or so identify you're star, something. Right. star, bright, and yes. that's it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And the same thing um, with Rain Rain that we were just saying about the law. Um, one thing that I'm doing a lot right now, but I'm not calling attention to, we'll, we'll refer to it later, is because it's Halloween and I like to pull out all those things as we are doing Old Mother Witch, Bell in a Ditch, 
picked up a penny and thought she was rich. Are you my children? Yes, ma'am. Right? And Old Mother Witch is one that I do Old Mother Witch in first grade, and then I do The Witch, Witch, Fell in a Ditch in second grade. And in second grade, we're reviewing So and Me, um, but we're not worried about the rhythm for Witch, Witch, Fell in a Ditch. Because it's in 6A. Because it's in 6A. Right. Exactly. So it's a witch, witch, fell in a ditch, picked up a penny and thought she was rich. And at that point, we're just dragging witch pictures above and below so and me, you know. Right. And it's just a review thing. Yeah. Uh, but for Old Mother Witch, in first grade, we're so mean at, but it's, I guess you'd call it super early prep because I'm not officially prepping so and me, but also it's an in-tune singing thing. Sure. Because I love the whole, are you my children? Yes, ma'am. I will mention one of my favorite so and me's is the seashell song. Seashell, seashell. Sing a song to me. Okay, I was going to, I wanted to hear what the next melody was. Sing about the ocean. Tell me about the sea. Again, it's another one that's in You better just isolate that. Oh, heck yeah. yeah. But that's one of those opportunities where, you know, again, there's this common misconception, I Mm -hmm. think, that those of us who teach with the Kodai philosophy in mind, Mm -hmm. that we're only singing Somi songs or Somi law songs. No, you give them rich tonality, but you pull out those isolated phrases. So we do lots of things on the smart board with the seashell, seashell. Yep, and, and then writing yeah. shells. And and then the thing when you when you're isolating those little you know melodic phrases, yeah, I think it's it's kind of um, uh, an issue. It's kind of a problem, but I kind of enjoy this problem. Is that you've got to cut them off. Right. Like I'm interested in the part that only goes seashell, seashell, and then invariably they'll keep going and you go wait we're just going to this <clears throat> yeah this let's part. Just like this but part. i i kind of enjoy like seeing and hearing that it's just in there and their their brains just going ahead yeah they want to keep yeah. going but it can be an issue too right so you or you can gotta... turn it into an inner hearing game where they only sing the seashell seashell and they think the other parts sure. in their head so yeah. that way they still get that opportunity to be thinking through yes. the rest of the do song. we have a seashell hiding puppet i don't do you a seashell hiding puppet? <laughs> Actually, oh, no. I do. Well, it's not, it doesn't hide, but it opens and closes. Oh, oh. Is it that clam? It's the clam oh. one where you stick your fingers into his little googly eyes. Uh-huh. So we actually do pass that shell around the circle, not necessarily on the beach, just kind of willy nilly. I just relax. Can that we call one. a clam a seashell? <clears throat> I guess we can. Well, the shell is around the clam, right? Right. right. I mean, okay. So then, when it when the end of the song ends, I sing to that student who's holding the shell. Um, what do you see? Yeah. What do you see? And when we visualize ahead yes. of time things you see in the ocean, and then they use Mr. Clam to sing, "I see a whale," right. or "I see a dolphin," or a shark. It's always a shark. it's very challenging with our landlocked kids here in Colorado. This is true. I give them lots of visuals, or we talk about. Once I say, "Have you seen Finding Nemo or Finding Dory?" They're like, "Oh yeah," and then all of a sudden they can say lots of right. different things. So, anyways, a, a really great opportunity for some solo singing too, which yes. is nice. Um, another so, so me that is uh, a fun one is bluebells, cockle shells, and here's your law, E-V-I-V overhead, <laughs> yes. where we have that ring the dish rag move at the very end Totally, that I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a lot of so me. I mean, you know, yeah. we're not at a loss for so me songs. We're uh, at a loss for pure so me songs. Yeah. But usually you can extract something really powerful and from And just there. to add on to So Me then, is this where for you, Tanya, in your practice stage, is this where you introduce the full, eventually, the full five-line staff? I'm assuming you probably eventually. start with a one-line staff, yes. two-line, we yes. work our way up. So eventually they're working on a five-line staff with So and Me. Yes. Yeah. We, yes. I was just using a three-line. I wrote out some three-line staffs this year. I had these like foamy... Um, like rectangles forever in it. I have so much foam, so much foam. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to use this foam already. And thank, thank, thankfully I married an art teacher because otherwise 
um, my lines would be crooked. Because I'm a big fan of, like, printing things out and putting things on, you know, PowerPoint. And right. Printing and printing and printing. But I was like, but I have all this foam. Handwritten, tangible things. It's they're a so handwritten lovely. things. Oh, yeah. And they're all the rage these days because kids are so... Oh, they get so much digital that when you like hand them like a real manipulative or put a magnet on the board, they're like, whoa. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Yeah. Uh, We've come first full circle. So yeah, so I made these foamy staffs on these, they're the perfect size. And of course I measured them around my mini erasers. Of course. Of course. And um, my husband did an awesome job of like marking everything so I would draw straight lines because, you know, he's so much quicker than I am with that. So, yeah, we were just using a three-line staff the other day. Nice. And then it's very important to do the whole, like, on a line in a space language. You're doing this in first grade now or reviewing No, no, no. We're reviewing Oh, okay. But but you'll do this in first grade later. I was going to say, holy cow. I'm getting ahead of myself because here we were just talking about third grade and now my brain is No, 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 no. I understand. You're talking about first grade concepts that you're reviewing in second grade. That we're reviewing in second grade. That's allowed, Tanya. Thank you. I'll allow it. Thank you. Okay. So while you're doing all this practice of sewing me, doing mm-hmm. all this stuff on the staff, this yes. is also where I start to show that magical moment where we add where we our bo- stems yes. to our note heads and they go, oh, it's a note. Yes. Like that's when they finally get it. And we mm-hmm. talk about stems going up and stems going down. And while you're doing all that, you're also weaving in some preparation of quarter rest. Of course you are. Yes. yes. And I find quarter rest just to be a fun kind of light Thing to teach Can, the kids. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. Can we back up a little bit about stick notation? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm just I just excited about. I just want to put in. <laughs> meanwhile, I want to put in a plug for stick notation. Oh yes. Because okay. <laughs> poor stick notation. <laughs> because I I I really love stick notation. I think it's a beautiful thing, and I think that it's really important to point out to students. I I mean, the stick notation is. It's handy because you and students can write rhythms quickly without worrying about the note heads. Right. Because you know once you have kids writing those note heads, it takes a while before they're not giving you upside down lollipops. Oh, yeah. And, you know, note heads on the wrong side. I think that that's, you know, in a Kodai realm, I think that's too much information before it's necessary. Oh, yeah. And I think that it needs to be um, said that... Most of the time, and I know I'm probably repeating myself. I, I probably have said all this before in a podcast before. But the sticks give us the rhythm, yes. except for half notes. And yes. the note heads give us the melody. Yeah. So when we're just focusing on rhythm, of course, we're going to use stick notation. Yeah. Right? Um, around third grade is when I go, hey, can we read the rhythm if the note heads are there? Of course. Can we read them if they're not? So I will give them. For example, I just did this the other day um, with Tidio, where I showed the kids in third grade stick notation, no note heads, and then right after that I was like, okay, and look, here it is with the note heads. Can we read it that way too? Like, yeah. And then we actually voted, now that we're going to like read it all together, which way do we want to look at it? Note heads or not note heads? Stick yeah. notation or standard notation? And we voted on it, and you know we talked about the... The pluses and minuses of reading it with <laughs> wow. stick. I mean, it was a really short conversation. Right. I mean, and I, one of the minuses about reading stick notation, once you get into having the, the bar lines and you presented meter, is that they'll read the bar line as a ta. As a ta, that's yeah. true. So, I mean, I just straight up explained to the kids, like, that's one of the problems with reading it in stick notation. Yeah. And when you read it in the standard notation, you don't have that problem. Yeah, you can see yeah. a little bit. But better. anyway, I just wanted to give out a shout out yeah, to stick no, notation. It's true. Sometimes because we, I think that we that don't. sometimes we forget the Agreed. the beauty of stick notation and, yeah. and why it's an important step to go through. Yeah, I yeah. even had my fifth graders actually no, I'm sorry, I take it back. My sixth graders were doing review of, you know, ticka T and T Ticka mm-hmm. and on their assessment I told them I want stick notation because first of all, we're gonna get through it a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And second of all, it's gonna be much easier for me to read. Yeah. When you guys start adding the note heads and you forget to color every single one of those note heads in, it makes it hard for me oh, yeah. to read it and grade it. So please stick notation only and they were on board. So Yeah, I have done the same. Whenever we're doing rhythmic notation I was like don't don't give me your note heads I don't, yeah we don't have time for you and your upside time. down lollipops yeah totally 
Yes. All right. So moving on to quarter rest. Quarter rest. Okay. So um, now can I here's say... the challenge with quarter rest. Oh yes. And Let's I'm, do I'm it. pulling this out, and I haven't even warned you. The challenge is finding a quarter rest song where the rest is not the very last beat. So true. In each measure or in a measure. So true. And yeah. I'm looking at my list, and they pretty much all are. Mm-hmm. That is the thing. So, but that's natural to our speech. I mean, yes, it's, it's where true. we breathe. It's where know? we breathe. I think what's hard is not having a song where it's, if you've got a 16-beat song, the quarter rest is beat four, beat eight, and then beat 16. Because yeah. there's so many that it's that exact pattern. Exactly. So I do try to find somewhere. Maybe it's still at the end of the phrase or at the end of the, at the, end of the song, but slightly different places here right. and there. And then later on, and again, getting ahead, but later on when you're doing half note, are you fi- are you using songs that truly are a oh, half gosh, note a at the end of thing. that measure? Save it for next time. Okay. That's a second grade talk. Yeah, that's a second that's grade That's a big talk. issue, but yes, I agree. Okay, well, I'm going to share my gem, and I'm going to tell my little story because I... This one I'm, I'm proud of. That I t- took me a while, but I came up with it. I love to use Naughty Kitty Cat oh, for rest. Well, of course. Which so many people do. But then there's this whole issue of if you're going Naughty Kitty Cat meow and you're letting them I meow don't on do the that. rest. Okay, I never do that. Let me explain. Okay, go. So I do this whole story with them, you know, about the cat and the butter and the whole thing. And when I'm scolding the cat. You shamed it into silence. Right. Yes. No, exactly. <laughs> yes. So the first time we sing it, I say, you know, can you make the little meow sounds. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Not take yeah. a take cat. Yeah. You are very fat. <laughs> I'm against this. Okay. <laughs> you have butter on your whiskers. Not take a cat. Meow. And they do meow. And then later another day I was like, oh, and then I told my cat, you know, he was so naughty. You don't get any treats today. So he tried to get mad at me and he hissed at me. Yeah. So we do not take a cat. <laughs> Ah, okay, so you're progressing to the shame of no sound. Right, no, it's not shame. So, (laughs) no, the cat still has the upper hand. That's why I like it, because I'm a cat person. So then I say to the kids, oh, and then I told my cat, you've been so naughty, you get no treats for a whole week. Or did I say that last time? Whatever, I up the ante. Uh-huh. The cat was so mad at me, he gave me the silent treatment. He wouldn't even look at me. And oh. then they do this little thing, and I show them where they, like, turn their head, and they don't even look at me, like oh. this shameful cat thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's how I work my way up to the rest. Awesome. And then I found this cute little, you know, clip art picture of a cat sleeping, and then it's got the cartoon Z Right, and that's how I present it as oh, well. Oh, sorry, something's dinging. So... Yeah, that's how I end up presenting my my song. So I just had to say, not to kitty cat with meows, progressing to silent treatment, which becomes the okay. Rest. Are I, you with me now? I will be. I I can get on. And then board we never meow that. again. I mean, then that's the trick. Then you. How have do to... you work them out? Of see, the thing is, once if you not a kitty cat. And you have meows on those rests. You are well, always going to hear meows. I think that on those they rests. really enjoy this whole being sassy, silent treatment thing. Oh, okay. they really they own. I've it. not like done it. it that way, so I can't speak to that. Well, I just have to say, I think it works well. Okay. And I know people get mad, but I want to explain. People meaning you, Tanya. You get mad. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I get mad. I mean, it's just... it's. I get it. I mean, you have to be careful with rest, and it's the same thing. Like, Yeah, you know what? I, when, do, get, I do get annoyed. When I yeah. was a younger teacher, and I didn't know as well, you know, that my practice activity for rest would be, okay, now we're going to play the guiro on every rest. No. But then it's not a rest. No. Like, it took me a while to understand it. I get it now. Well, and then you, yeah, because you, I'm sure you've had students come into your school who have been elsewhere and they are, shh, you know, on the rest. Oh, I used to have no. them go shh on the rest. Oh, and so I've yeah. learned. I've learned and I've evolved. So, yes, people, PSA, rests no. are rests. You cut that blank out, man. <laughs> cut that no. shh out. <laughs> cut that shh out because a rest is no sound. A rest oh, is. Man. No, the beat is is still there. It's a piece of silence on one beat. Okay, Sassy Pants, Uh, what's your favorite rest song then? (laughs) I like peas, porridge, hot, peas, porridge, cold, peas, porridge in the pot, nine days old. So they don't get to blow their soup on the rest or their porridge on the rest? We blow, (gasps) but we feel it, we don't hear it. You got to blow so that you feel it. 
and you don't hear it. Yeah, and I actually do a whole story with that one too because mm-hmm. I'm so well, big and, on the and I stole stories. something from Liza Myers, Doctor Liza Myers. Yes. Because uh, once upon a time she did it was the cutest thing ever, and we do it now, um, where they're they're stirring their porridge. Initially, yeah. we blow on it, sure, but then we find little burnt pieces and we throw them out the window behind us. Oh, so you cute. Peas porridge hot, and then you fling it oh. behind you. Because there's an open window. Got it. And you're flinging I, it out. I relate it to Goldilocks because that's their experience usually with what porridge is. Uh-huh. And we talk about how your Goldilocks and the three bears are right outside. And if they hear you blowing on the porridge, they're going to come in and gobble you up. Oh, good so one. So we, we blow silently. Ooh, I got to remember that. Yeah, that yeah. works well, too. Yeah. Because otherwise they're like, what Silence under stress of porridge. being found out. Yes, yeah. totally. I like stressing my kids out. <laughs> I guess. Apparently. Yeah. All right, anything else about rest, or shall we move on? No, no. The big takeaway that I was hoping to impart is stop making sounds on rest. <laughs> I love it. Okay. And then is this the point then after rest where you introduce two-beat meter, or do you do that after ta and titi? Where do you usually? Oh, no, I do it after rest. Okay, yeah. so once you've Two-beat meter is, is pretty late in the game. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that next? Do you want to? Well, two-beat meter... <laughs> It's I all mean, about bounce high, bounce It's low. all about bounce high, bounce low. Because the activity of whether it's one big ball or if you've got tennis balls or racquetballs or whatever, sphere you choose to well, use there was in your sphere. Room, yes. um, the whole bounce, catch, bounce, catch exactly. while you're singing is just that perfect to be Or bounce, 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 chase, bounce, well, bounce. Yeah, there's yeah, that. There's that. Because uh, first graders and balls, that's a hard... I We use... <laughs> Spheres. First graders in the spheres. Yeah. I don't do individual spheres. We do big old spheres. Okay. I do bust out the racquetballs. Do you? And I try to do the whole Dalcros thing. And yeah, you know, I have to kind of. Yeah, that's just me frustrated with a bunch of balls going all over the place. (laughs) The spheres. Bunch of spheres. Um, I do this whole thing kind of where I train them, where, like, I play an elimination game, and yes. it's so silly, but it's basically like we're doing the bounce catch, and if, if your sphere bounces away and you have to run and go get it, then you're out. Oh. So I'm teaching them to, to do the bounce catch to thing stationary. To just sit out all the time. Well, right. And because some of them do it on purpose to be mm-hmm. silly. And so yeah. once I get it out of their system and then I start letting them move around the room. You're so good. See, things. I think I'm... I'm older and a little cranky. <laughs> and, and no, there I are do. some days where we don't get to I use do the spheres. I do use the spheres, <laughs> but I am much less likely to pull out individual spheres yes. with anybody below third grade. Like Seriously, how, ever all saying spheres. Well, I mean, we're the podcast that says balls, right? And spheres. <laughs> okay, we're classy that way. Um, so that's two beat meter. We can well, just move on. Well, we I seesaw. Yeah, I mean, we you two, can basically four, six, take eight. any Ta Titi song that really has that. That really is 2-4. Which is almost two all beat, of them. And which is a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's harder to find 4-beat, but we'll talk about that next right. time. Right. I'm looking at my concept plan, and I'm looking, and I see Teddy Bear, which is funny because I need to take that out. Cause you hate I, Teddy Bear. I hate that one. I just don't. <laughs> I don't use it. Yeah. Yeah. But you can. One can. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. Okay, so let's talk about the last uh, first grade concept, which honestly has become a second grade concept for me. But we can talk well, about we're, it. Well, I'm lawing it up in second grade right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I just introduced law, yeah. um, presented law in second grade. You know, some years in first grade, I have snuck it in, but not on the staff yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I teach the staff portion the next year. Yeah. You know, it just... It's well, the, even years where I've gotten to it, we haven't done a thorough job because that... So me la yeah. turn. Oh, well, right. Yeah, I usually that you know, just leap. do so la, so me. And mm-hmm. then the so me la, it happens in second grade yeah. no matter what. It's not, it's not really solid. But if you are first. awesome and you are ready to do some la songs by the end of first grade, um, I will say, well, I mean, this is cheating, but bounce high, bounce low is definitely another That's gem. not cheating. Bounce well, no. high is for everything. <clears throat> but that's my point is that we're too, I've taught it earlier for two beat meter and now it's coming back. For law, and of they absolutely it love it. Yeah. What's another law favorite of yours? Well, you know, okay, again, this time of year, um, I have been a big fan with second grade in using a song called Two Rubble Tum." Yes. Yeah. Sing that one. Well, please. it goes to dough, but we, I mean, we are extracting. Yeah. Two rubble tum, two rubble tum, two buy a bag of bubble gum. Hey, old witch, what o'clock, right? And oh, then there's this whole clock one o'clock going on two, two 
two o'clock going on three, three o'clock going on four, four o'clock going on five, five o'clock going on six. And so this is an involved song. Um, yeah. And then there's this portion where on. there's this call and response between the group and the solo, the, the kid who was being the witch or the wizard, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So after the one o'clock going on two, that's a spoken part. Yeah. Then everyone says, where are you going? And the soloist says, to the woods. What for? To pick up sticks. What for? To build a fire. What for? To boil some water. What for? To cook one of you chickens. And then they read? Um, no. <laughs> very anticlimactic then. <laughs> no, it, it, it's very suspenseful because... <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, when we say the last, what for? When the witch, it, everyone covers their eyes after the last, oh, what right. for? Everyone covers their eyes and they're standing there <laughs> and the witch is supposed to creep up on someone and say, to cook one of you chickens. And oh, they just... Like scare them. They grab them by the the arms. Oh. Not grab. They they touch them. They, yes. you know, they shake them. They shake them. <laughs> Honestly, I did try it this week, adding a chase element. I don't know if it's necessary. No, I mean, no. there's so many chase games. It, it's one of these suspense, and then the big. It's it's not a like chasing. Okay, I've thing. never done this. One. Okay, well, it kind of makes me nervous because there's just so much. Going there on. is. I and it's very wordy. For it is my, very wordy, for my and I write it all out. And we we learn it over a couple of class periods. Yeah, we don't that. break it all out. I got this one directly from Lamar Robertson. Yeah, he pres- I've seen him present it. I think a couple of times. Okay. and I've seen you present it, and I always think that's so fun, and then I just it, I just get scared of doing it. Maybe Don't be this scared. year I'll do it in second grade. What? I, just I mean, what other song, song do you know has that so la, oh, so la, nothing. so la, so la, so la, so la, right? Nothing. nothing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm going to do it in second grade. I'm going to try it. So, yeah, okay. I dig that one. Cool. Yeah, but then again, I'm not doing it in first grade. I'm doing it in second grade. Nice. Yeah. Um, I will just mention my other favorite law is Lucy Lockett. Lucy Lockett, lost yes, of her course. pocket. I think we all know Lucy Lockett. Yes. Um, just another really great last And also, song. we are dancing in the forest. Ah, uh, see, I saved that for second grade. Ah. Oh. I mean, even if I have taught law in first grade, mm-hmm. I save it for a review in second grade. Good for you. Yeah, I just like to save some of those gems, but that is a good one, too. Yep. All right, so first grade. That's a lot. Wow. We've, and again, yeah. don't make yourself feel guilty if you don't get to law, or if anything, for that matter. I mean, it's... <laughs> don't teach anything, <laughs> Well, I mean, anything. Ever. I just mean, however far you get is however far you get. And then you just keep going in second You grade. have to take them from where they're at. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for our work smarter, not harder teacher tip. And you've got a tech tip for us. I do. Surprise, surprise. I feel like they always are. No. But, um, it's and not I, good. I did share this on Instagram in our stories, but in case you missed it, I'm just going to repeat it here. Yeah. So, um, a little backstory I do have a class set of iPads. Yes. Very lucky so to lucky. have. They're, they're secondhand within the school. Like these were kid iPads that have now hey, been iPads are passed iPads. on. Oh, and they work great. Um, Anywho, they're new to me this year, a new set, and last year I numbered all the iPads, and I had them in three different boxes, and the kids were supposed to put them back by number, and the whole reason I did that was so I could make sure I stayed on top of getting them charged. So the first day I would charge the first box, and the next day I'd charge the next box, so every three days they were getting a charge. Well, it was a pain because the kids would try to put them back in the right order and some kids didn't even try and other kids would get frustrated and you pull one iPad out and they all fall over and it's Mm -hmm. just like, uh, a nightmare. So, um, duh, I figured out a better system and it's so obvious, but it took me a while. So this is like a work, because I think this was a work smarter, not harder tip once upon a time. So now it's work even smarter. Oh, for me? Wasn't it? No, no, no. So the last year's system, that's what I did last year. Right. And it was not bad, but this is even better. But I think this it was, is was it not a work smarter, not harder? No, it was, yeah. yeah. So this, this is, is two work smarter, smarter. Even smarter. Yeah. Because, I mean, it worked well, but this works even better. Okay. okay. Enough suspense. Let's just get to it. <laughs> 
there's simply a box that says charge me and so i tell the kids and they're so good about this if it's below 20 or if it's 20 percent or below put it in the charge me box i'll charge it at the end of the day if it's online if it's or 20, below exactly 21 percent or higher and i think that's where it changes color i think that's why i chose that because you know how oh, is it is I that where so. is that the magic color i think changing? that's where it t- turns to let yellow. me look at my phone which i'm yeah, sure right? is dying. mine is always red so i don't know um <laughs> I think that's where it changes to yellow is 20%. I could wow, be wrong. Wow, you're good. Okay. I could be wrong. Uh, the point is, they can figure that out. Because sometimes they would get an iPad and they would get all in a tizzy. Oh, it's 25%. I'm like, it's fine. I mean, that's enough to get you through a class. You're green. Go. So they are more obsessed with the battery life than anyone else. So I'm like, well, let's just go with that. So anyways, if 20% or lower, it goes, it goes in the charge, in the charge me, me box. box. The other ones go in the good to go box. And guess what? Life is so much simpler. Uh-huh. They're able to lay them flat. That horizontally, 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 because I used to make them do it vertically so the charging thing would be on the top so uh-huh. I could, oh gosh, it was such pain. So now I'm just like, no, you're fine. Put them in the box. Awesome. And they're good to go. And they don't I have to worry. Look at you embracing the less of a, I don't know, less of a type A business i know well no it's still type a in my world okay, because fine. you know yeah. they still put them in nice even stacks which i appreciate now you're almost um, coming down to an a minus like me i'm a minus okay <laughs> anyways it's so dumb but it works much better to have one box designated for these need that to be just charged, ma- it makes sense and these are good why go. stress right And now it's time for the CODA section. The CODA section. Where we give a personal or professional recommendation, and Tanya is going to start. Oh, I am? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Um, all right. Yeah. So I was I was very professional last time, so now I'm going to get a little personal. Okay. Um, I like to listen to music. You like really? to listen to music? Yeah, just a little bit. Anyway... <laughs> I'm more of a fangirl, really, than than a, a true musician. Okay. I just listen to a lot of music. That's okay, too. Okay. Um, and I just, I have to mention this group because a couple months ago they came out with a new album and it had been a bunch of years and um, they were here in Denver on tour and I missed it because it sold out really quickly. Plus it was a school night and I'm not good on school night concerts. It's, it's like, I've got a list of, of bands and artists I will see on a school night okay and you know I really this this band probably would have made it but uh they sold out too quick anyway the raconteurs ah if you're familiar with Jack White yes yes um yeah of the White Stripes he's had a lot of projects he has his own um record company Nashville yeah um, he's the bomb. Yeah. Anyway, the Raconteurs, they put out an album like, I don't know, nine or year, nine or ten years ago. They have a new album out. It's awesome. Um, I kind of feel weird because it's just a bunch of white men. But, hey, you know. That's okay. That's okay. But, <laughs> anyway. Good music is good music. I know, but I'm promoting just a, just a bunch of white men who, you know just are laying down some awesome rock that's rock okay. and roll. It's allowed. I'm a big fan and it's just it's just nice to hear really loud guitar dr- driving music. Yeah. For me. I've seen Jack White in concert um, and he's fantastic and I wish I would have been at this show. Aww. So I've been binging like YouTube videos on, you know, the raconteurs on like Jimmy Fallon and the raconteurs on Stephen nice. Colbert and the raconteurs all over the place. So, um, Good band. Side note. If you like the rock and roll. Yes? I, I I thought that I heard once on the radio, and maybe it was a joke, but I don't know that it is, that Jack White and Jack Black, the comedian, you know, mm-hmm. from Tenacious D and all that, yeah. are going to do a collaboration together and call it Jack Gray. Oh, that's fun. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Because, you know, they're both very talented. Yeah. Anyways, I didn't know it if you would It would be very amusing. This. I have not heard of this. <laughs> it sounds like um, it could be true, and it, it sounds be, like it could be not true. And it could be, like, a true thing that's a joke at the same time. Like, I don't know. You know, like, it could be, like... It could be. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. Okay. So, that's my recommend. Like, cool. What I'm into right now is nice. I'm just listening to really loud rock music that's, because okay. I'm stressed out and... Hey. That's what it does. That that's what I need. That's awesome. Yeah, love it. 
And yours? Okay, mine is, I guess you could say it's professional, but there's some personal in it as well. Okay. And it's, it's, it's going to be a little cheesy for me to say, but I'm going to say it. Oh, I say recommend it. that everyone attends the 2020 OAKE conference. In Portland, Oregon. In Portland, March 5th through 8th. And, and we all, we just bought our plane tickets. We did. And that's yeah. why it's in my head, because registration just opened this mm-hmm. week. So you can get your registration done. You can get your plane tickets. You can get your you hotel. Can you can audition your just, kids, like, well, quick. No, now. That's, no, that's passed. Is that done? Yeah, that's done. Oh, okay. You do don't do that. But you can come to the <laughs> you conference. Can come to the and conference. Not only will it be an amazing conference because there's so many amazing things going on, but Tanya and I are doing community folk dancing on yes, Thursday yes, night. Yes, we are. So you can come say hi to us. But more importantly than us, there's going to be some really amazing things going on at the conference. Karen Howard is the doing the mini conference. Yes, and she's. Amazing. Amazing, yeah. Amazing. So highly recommend that because the mini conference is an added on expense That's on Thursday. and time, but so worth So we're it. talking early March. It's the... Um, I already said 5th through 8th. You already said, okay. Yes. Yes. Anyways, so if you go to oake.org and you go to um, National Conference, all of the information's there, but registration is open, so you should definitely yep. check it out. And then come say hi to Tanya and I. Oh, yes, please. We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Show notes can be found at Teaching Music, Tanya's Kodai Aspiring Blog. Please connect with us on Facebook, Instagram. Just look for Music Teacher Coffee Talk. If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. Next time, we will be focusing on second grade. Second grade. And so until next time, this is Carrie. And this is Tanya wishing you happy musicking.